morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares back again. Huge shout out to our sponsors, Breezy HVAC and Odmo's Pizza. You guys are absolutely amazing. And huge shout out to our listeners for supporting our sponsors. It means the world to them and us. Good morning, Baron. How Good are you? morning. You know, speaking of Odmo's Pizza, here we are in the middle of September. The weather's starting to get cooler. Mm-hmm. It is perfect. Get a pizza. And and sit at home and eat pizza. And if you haven't had Odmo's pizza, they're really good pizzas. They're super good. And you actually, I want to try that, uh, the... Cauliflower ca- crust. Yes, the cauliflower crust. You didn't know they had that. I did not. And I do want to try that because that's... It is yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Yeah, you'll, you would never know you're eating cauliflower in the crust. It's really good. Well, I've had like cauliflower rice and stuff, and it's actually <clears throat> extremely good. I was really surprised, so... I ought to try the cauliflower there's, there's crust your, there's pizza. There's your little tip with Odd Moses. Try that. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So. so we recap last week? Yes. Last week we talked about this friend of mine named Rhonda Allen. And there's a few events that occurred that I think are intriguing in Rhonda's story. I met Rhonda the first time. It was October of 2018. And we did our first awareness walk. We call it a love and run. But, but I had never met Rhonda until that day. And for any of our listeners that go to any of the podcast services, go early on. It's like our third or fourth show. It's called Follow the Feather. I loved that one. That was one of your favorite stories, wasn't it? It was. (laughs) It really, really, I think that'll forever probably be one of my favorite stories. For some reason, it just, it really touched me. Well, and I'll tell you that when, when they told me that, which would have been, you know, late October, I thought, man, I've got to find a way to share that story. And a friend of mine said, yes, you do. So our newsletters, our very first newsletter, had that story in it. Oh, I love it. Because we just thought it was important to share this story about these three siblings that walked in for the, this feather. Um, and for those that haven't heard the story, I, you know, I highly encourage you to go listen to the podcast. But, you know, just a little blip is their sister had passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. And we walked from Riverfront Park over the walking bridge to Wallace Marine Softball Complex, walked around it, came back over the bridge, around the globe, and then back to that fisherman statue. Mm-hmm. And as they started walking, all three of them had health issues. Right. Rhonda had a walker because she had neuropathy in her feet yeah. because of the chemotherapy. And as they started walking over the bridge, there was this feather in front of them. And their sister who had passed away, Marsha, just loved feathers. Mm-hmm. And so they felt like Marsha was there with them because of the feather. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, absolutely. I feel like she was too. Well, when they first told me that, I thought, okay, that's great that you felt that way. Right. Whatever motivated you to keep walking. Mm-hmm. But as we turned and headed back, the feather stayed in front of them. So there's no way that the wind brought it one way and then, and then the complete opposite direction. That was my feeling. Yep. That was my feeling. And whatever your spiritual beliefs are, I'm not going to get into that with anybody. All I know is that three siblings who had never walked more than about five blocks walked three miles with the belief that this feather was their sister. That's awesome. So really quick, because you said that you also have that on the newsletter. Where can they find that newsletter for people that are just tuning in? So if they go to kicking-cancer.org, there's a tab that says stories. If you type in Marsha, her story will pop up. Okay. Or any, and there's tons of stories. Tons of stories on Amazing. Yeah. There's also a tab that says newsletters, and you can click on newsletters. Now, there's quarterly newsletters, and so hers is one of the early ones. You have to go to archives to find it. Right. But the newsletters are in there, and then we took each of these stories. We made them individual blogs, so Marsha's story is in there as well. 
well. Okay, awesome. So that was when I first met Rhonda. Mm-hmm. But then in my in my head, I thought, well, the city organized that walk. It was something the city of Salem was doing. Right. We just probably go to it. <clears throat> so I thought, well, why don't I try to organize one? What I've learned is that's not what I do. I'm not I'm not in the business of organizing walks. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'm good at bringing people to other people's walks. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I tried to organize one in March of 2019, and we went to Bush Park. And there's a little walking tour that goes around the perimeter of Bush Park. And we had about 15 or 20 people show up. And again, Rhonda shows up with her sister. But now she's not in the walker. She has a dog. And I showed you the picture of the dog. Yes. So it's not it's not your dog, Lucy. <laughs> it's like 10 times Lucy. It's huge. <laughs> it's a great dame. It's a great day. Which is very beneficial because she can use him and lean on him and all of that good stuff. Well, Harley is his name, and Harley has become our mascot. We love Harley. <laughs> Lucy, close your ears. <laughs> but, but, but Harley took the place of her walker just to give her some stability. Absolutely, right? which is amazing. So she again, she walked that perimeter, the entire perimeter of Bush Park, which is about two miles, on her own. Wow. No feather this time. Right. But just the belief that she could do it. Yeah. Then in June of 2019, um, again, for those that know me, I'm kind of a big dreamer. And I kept thinking, you know, the volcanoes have this cancer awareness weekend. Mm -hmm. And prior to the pandemic, it was a really, really big deal. So I reached out to the owners of the volcanoes and I said, can I be part of that event? Yeah. They said, sure. Yeah, come on down. Bring some flyers. Well, after we made that decision, they said, if you know any survivors that would like to throw the first pitch out, let us know. Let us know. Okay. So Rhonda, and, you know. <laughs> and I said, I know a few survivors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Rhonda came with us and she threw the first pitch out in June of 19. That's awesome. And again, I'd known her for about eight or nine months at that point. Mm-hmm. And she said that was just like the highlight of her life. I bet. Um, you know, again, before the pandemic, the volcanoes were putting like 2,000 people in the stands. Yeah, it was absolutely. Full. Um, so here she is at the pitcher's mound looking at all these people. <laughs> she threw the pitch out. She said that was just the most amazing experience for yeah, her. Yeah, it's little things like that that are not your everyday thing that just, they fill your cup. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So and, that and was really cool. When I started this, that's what I, I wanted to be. I wanted to be boots on the ground support for survivors. And that was kind of a fun event to do for her. Well, then... Uh, come July of 2019, I worked with some friends down in Corvallis, and we did organize a walk down there. I should say they did most of the work. Once again, I brought people to it. Yeah. <laughs> they did most of the work. But we did organize our own little three-mile walk. Rhonda shows up again with Harley. Good for you, Rhonda. And she walked that three miles again in Corvallis. That's so awesome. Well, then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I am not going to allow the pandemic to stop these walks. Yeah. So October of 2020, we went out to Volcano State and we just walked the perimeter of the parking lot. Okay. And we kept people separated and they wore masks and we lived by all the rules. Right. But we still did. And once again, Harley was there with us. That's so cool. And all along the way, we kept doing little workshops and education and Ronnie kept showing up and listening, and and she's just doing so much better. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I love that Harley took place of her cane or her walker. Not only is that just, it's nice to just have a companion like that that helps and supports you, and then that you can lean on. That's that a dog 
well, you know, I have Lucy on my lap at this very moment. Yes, you do. Um, Harley can't quite do that. Harley's as big as you are. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just special how much um, healing power dogs have with just their companionship and all of that. Well, and one of the fun things, and I'll have to throw this picture up on either the KSLM website or, or you can find it on Kicking Cancer, but... For one of those walks, they took one of our shirts and they managed to get Harley in the shirt. <laughs> they they put his front legs through the through the armholes yeah, and then his yeah. body, and so Harley walked the walk wearing a kick cancer shirt. Go Harley, go! <laughs> okay, fair enough. He can be the mascot. It was I guess. awesome. It was so <laughs> awesome to see that dog in that shirt. That's that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So so Rhonda's um, story is pretty awesome. It is. So you can check out the podcast if you guys missed it. Um, it is on all of the different platforms, uh, Amazon, Apple, Spotify. Spotify, anything. Just type in Kicking Cancer Cares Podcast and it will pop up. And, and I want to just give a, a big shout out to our listeners. You and I started watching what was going on with our with our podcast viewers. Mm-hmm. And at the early August, so a month ago basically, we had 150 downloads. Right. As of... Yesterday, we have over 300 downloads. That's so amazing. And and yesterday, we had 19 downloads in one day. Yes, it is growing and growing. Um, so thank you for those that tune in live. And then thank you for those that when you can't make it and tune in, you guys are going and downloading. And it's just a lot of it's good information that we share. I enjoy it. I enjoy our shows. I know. I enjoy Well, I always lot. try to bring you something to just keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. So I brought you something today. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's so, hear it. So last week we talked about glucose yes. and fructose. Mm-hmm. And I think that you and I both learned something in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to go back to the book where I got that information from. Okay. And Hold on. Pause. Was it 19 grams of sugar is four teaspoons? So for every four grams of sugar, four it's grams. one teaspoon. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. For every, so if you look at a label and it says added sugar. The critical part is added sugar because food has sugar. Right. Glucose, fructose. It's the added sugar you're going to be careful that's about. That's the issue. And so if it says if it says 20 grams of added sugar, that's five teaspoons Jeez of added sugar. Louise. And if for those that heard last week, I didn't bring it in, but I went and took a picture. Mountain Dew has 77 grams. That's so much. Of added sugar. That's so much. Just... Try to put 19 teaspoons of sugar in a cup and then drink it. That is really sugary water. I think if anybody actually did that and did the motions of it, they'd be like, no freaking way. No way. Yeah. That's too much sugar. Why would I drink that much sugar? And it's like, well, surprise, surprise, you are. Yeah, you are. Most people do. So we talked about that last week. Yep. Right? And and again, the book that I reference is on our website. Uh, There's a tab that says resources, and we have videos in there that cover all of our core values. And uh, you'll see three books referenced, and the one that I'm talking about is from. It's called Think and Eat Yourself Smart. Okay, is the book. But with that information, I decided to dig a little deeper into what Doctor Leaf is talking about. I love when you go and dig deeper <laughs> and bring in all the information. And this is this is really scary. Okay. Uh, so the title of this little section mm-hmm. is called "A Slice of Pizza a Day Keeps the Doctor Away." A slice of pizza a day, huh? That's the title of the section. Okay. So it says, with one third, 
of American vegetable consumption now consists of French fries, iceberg lettuce, and potato chips. That's sad. A third of Americans are getting their vegetables from French fries. French fries and which iceberg lettuce. Which are deep fried potatoes. Right, right. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure they don't have any nutritional value at that point. And iceberg lettuce is just basically water. It's water, right. It's, there's That's not what lot, I've always been told. There's not a lot of nutritional value. To, I mean, if you're going to eat lettuce, eat spinach, eat romaine, eat something besides iceberg, because iceberg has very little nutritional value. Mm-hmm. But they're probably getting it on their hamburger. Right. Right? So a third of oh. Americans are now getting their vegetables. I didn't even think of that. French fries, iceberg lettuce, and potato chips. Or tacos. Yeah. And the U.S. Congress has now classified pizza as a vegetable. You're lying. I wish I was. I wish I pizza was. Pizza is not a vegetable. I know. this. These diet-related diseases are a daily reality for a million of Americans. Indeed, the average American... The average American now consumes 130 pounds of sugar per year. Per year? I thought you were going to say per lifetime. No, per year. 130 pounds of sugar is consumed a year and, per person. That's and you and I were talking before the show, so that's the average. Average. So people who are trying to make changes, they're trying to consume less sugar. I know I don't eat that much sugar. Same, me neither. But for that to be the average, then someone is consuming 200 pounds or more. Or more for that to be the average. Whoa, that's scary. 130 pounds per year. Now to put that in perspective, I did a little more digging because you like it when I do digging, right? Wow. <laughs> That's uh, so it, it, much sugar. In the early 1900s, so basically 100 years ago, okay. the average American ate four pounds of sugar a year. That is much, much lower. And if you go to Fred Meyer, Safeway, wow. whatever, the smallest bag of sugar you can get is a four-pound bag. If you go to Costco, they have 25-pound bags of sugar. So Jeez. now the average American is consuming five of those 25-pound bags a year versus one small four-pound bag. Wow. That's really scary. That is extremely scary. Yeah. That just puts into perspective, like, you got to check your diet a little bit better. Like, okay, I need to reevaluate. <laughs> and be aware of what you're eating. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think that's a huge one is being aware, looking at the the um, the labels, the labels, seeing what's really actually in your food that you're consuming. Yeah. So the other thing it says in here is, besides the 130 pounds of sugar, that includes. So in addition to the 130 pounds of sugar, they're consuming 53 gallons of soft drinks. That's. <laughs> 53 gallons. And soft drinks are almost primarily sugar. And that's... We just uh, talked about Mountain Dew. Yeah. That's an average also. That's, that's the average. So like me, I, I drink strictly water. I'll, I'll dabble every once in a while. Like my husband, he's a sucker for his soda. Um, and so I'll have a drink every once in a while. But it doesn't make me feel very good. And so I drink my water. I just stick to my water. Yeah. So here's the last shocking thing from this one paragraph. Okay. 53, 50 million Americans eat at a fast food restaurant every day. One more time. 50 million Americans Whoa. eat at a fast food restaurant every day. And a mere 10% of grocery purchases are fresh vegetables and fruit. So very, very That's small amount. That's how far we have come in our diet as Americans. Wow. So I have to ask you, do you do fast food? Well, I guess everybody probably dabbles here and there. Like we've talked about the 70-30. You know, it's, you can't 
it's not realistic. I mean, it is realistic to eat very good all the time. Um, for somebody like me, that's so f- I struggle with food. Me and my husband were just talking about this. I a lot of people will struggle with alcohol or different things. Food is my struggle. It's my weakness. Um, well, you're not alone. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. So doing the balance of the 70-30, like you've talked about, it makes more sense to me and it helps me stay more on track. Like it's okay to veer and it's okay to have a to to cheat and have your little little bits here and there, but you're mostly on your straight and narrow path. Right. So like fast food. Fast food's a really hard one for me uh to eat. I really struggle to eat fast food because it's I don't enjoy it. Well, and, and, and I think what's happening to you is what's happened to me. So five years ago, before I started kicking cancer, it wasn't uncommon to leave work and th- go through Sonic and grab some burgers right. and go home and have that for dinner. And as your body begins to go back to what is called homeostasis, it's the state your body should be in, mm-hmm. then you begin to crave fruits and vegetables, not french fries. Right. Right? Yeah. So if I, and you asked me this question, so I'm going to answer this question. Yes, I go to fast food mm-hmm. because I don't plan well. Right. <laughs> I don't plan well. You're not well. a planner. Yeah, we've got Like <laughs> I should have had something to eat with me, but I don't, and I'm right. hungry. But whatever happens is I don't I don't feel like I'm getting good food. Mm-hmm. I got something to eat, but it wasn't like good food. Right. And when you get your body back to that state of homeostasis and you're living that 70-30 and ultimately the 80-20 rule, if you go into the 30%, just know you chose to. And what your body does in reaction is your choice. Right. And and sometimes I spend a little more time in the bathroom than I wish <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I'm running out of time. I go through Taco Bell and grab something to eat. Mm-hmm. And I get home. My body goes, what the heck did you just feed me? Yeah. And because your body is now going, that's not real food. Yeah. I, I literally will get sick off of fast food most of the time. And if I don't get sick, my body, it's just like after I eat, there's no way I'm doing Anything else after it? Because normally it's a dinner thing mm-hmm. for me. Is yeah. it's uh, I forgot to thaw out the meat, or yeah. I I just don't. I had a really rough day, and I don't have it in me to cook. So we'll go grab something quick. Um, but I've even I haven't even done that very much. Like uh, the other day, I you saw me. I I had a rough day. <laughs> you had a rough day. I remember that day very well. I wasn't doing well. Emotional breakdowns, many of them. Um, so I went home and my husband was like, well, let's go to Wendy's or Taco Bell. And it was like, I just, that does not sound appealing at all. So we ended up going to like a food, tr- a taco truck. And I got some street tacos and he got Which some, is closer to real food. Right. And he got some enchiladas. And so... I take it. I try to avoid fast food. Not that the taco trucks aren't fast food, but they're they make me feel a little bit better, and they're not as heavy of a food, more authentic, more of a home cooked than yeah. well, Taco Bell. Oh, y- years ago, um, I owned one of the Arby's here in in Did Salem, you? and I kept telling my co the people that worked for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, Arby's has some really good meat. And, and I knew with the quality of the food back then, even though, you know, I wasn't doing this. And so I said, you have to realize that we are not in the fast food industry. We're in the quick service industry. Okay, yep. And so I tried to, if I need something quick, and I don't have time to go sit down and wait for 30 minutes for it to get to me. Right. I'm going to go to a quick service food truck. Because mm-hmm. it's probably closer to real food. Yes. 
than a fast food restaurant. Yes. And if you just make that mental distinction, yeah, it's fast, but it's not quote unquote fast food. Right. Um, here's the other dilemma with fast food. And I'm going to read one last shocker right here, okay? Okay. Um, so the average drink is a 20 ounce soda. Right. Uh, you can get it bigger if you want, but your average is a 20 ounce soda. Mm hmm. The, the, there's no nutritional value in that soda. None at all. Because you just have water and sugar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, and there's about 17 teaspoons of sugar. Jeez. In that soda. So what it says in here is the 17 teaspoons of added sugar in a 20 ounce Coke is the same amount of sugar. Now, again, we talk about glucose as sugar, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same amount of sugar as found in three pounds of carrots. Seven and a half oranges, 230 stalks of asparagus, Whoa. or 531 cups of spinach, with none of the nutritional value. Jeez. So if you go to a fast food place and you take the drink, what happens to your body is it goes, okay, there's that sugar I wanted. Right. Well, then you get to the French fries and your body's already taken, the cells have taken the sugar in. So now the French fries and the hamburger and the, the bun are all just excess your body doesn't need. Yeah. Because it's already taken the sugar it wanted. Mm-hmm. And it just stores it in fat cells. Yeah. And that's and therein lies the problem with fast food, is the drink had the sugar your body wanted. Yeah. With no value of nutritionally. And, yeah, you can get that if you could actually eat seven and a half oranges. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or 230 stalks of asparagus mm -hmm. because that has fructose and glucose. Right. You're getting sugar just, just with no value. Right. Yeah, I'm not a fan of fast food. Not well, and in our next segment, I'm going to talk about some of the marketing that they've done to our youth. Because these companies are really good at marketing to a younger generation. They are. My son, it's like pulling teeth to quit him to, 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 to stay away from Taco Bell in particular. Or it's like, I, I make you something really quick. Yeah. I can throw you together a sandwich that's really much better than all of that. I can throw all the good things on it. It'll yeah. be really yummy. Well, and, and I think McDonald's is a prime example of marketing to youth because... They're Happy Meals. They're Happy Meals. And they don't have the play areas they used to, but they used to have a play area for the little kids. Mm -hmm. They had a Happy Meal with great toys. They'd go to, you know, Star Wars or Disney or whatever. they get a great little toy in there. So these kids want the... They want the meal for the toy. Yeah. And they got the kids hooked on crappy food at a young age. Mm -hmm. And they're like, by the time they're 15 or 20 years old, they're going, I want to go back to McDonald's. And they're not getting real food. Right. I used to, uh, they, I remember when I was younger. And yes, younger, I did just slam McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. When I was younger, they used to have the Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah. Uh, the little tiny miniature Beanie Babies. And every day I would beg my mom, please, can we go again? Because I was trying to get them all and collect them. And a lot of times you get like the repeat ones or, you know, and so it was just, I was hooked on those stinking toys. So I was hooked on that food. Mm -hmm. And so you're right. They do market to the younger generation in that way. And and you're talking about a great marketing because I studied marketing in college. So you there's four Beanie Babies and you wanted all four of them. Mm -hmm. And only 10% of the toys had the last one. Exactly. So you can't have to go back going, I already have the blue one. I already have it. I want the yellow one. But mm -hmm. only 10% had the yellow one. Mm -hmm. That's how they got to keep coming back. I remember my mom would even ask them, okay, so she's got this one and she's got that one. Can you go dig and see if you can find a different one? And they would go back there and try and dig because it was like 
That's how desperate I was for that stinking Beanie Baby mm-hmm. toy. And then even the Disney toys and the the cups and the all the all the things that they've come out with quite the line of um, Happy Meal toys. Well, and again, I'm a little older than you are, but when I grew up, you had these sugary cereals. So so uh, Twix and Lucky Charms and all these toys, and they, but they had a toy. In the cereal. I remember Remember? That. Mm-hmm. But it was always in the very bottom. So you had to pour all the cereal. What I would do is I'd open it up and I'd dig my hand in there to find the toy. But they knew that most people wouldn't do that. So they put a toy in a box of cereal to get you the cereal to get the toy. Absolutely. And it's then, all this marketing stuff. And then the back of the cereal box that you would sit there and, and read and, and do the games on the back. You while remember. You, I do. Okay, I'm older well, than I look. Okay, apparently I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm older than I look. Uh... You're right that they marketed to the kids in that way with the toy and the games, and they just made it fun, yeah, and exciting, and full of sugar, yeah, and naughty things, yeah. So in our in our next segment, I'm going to talk about some of the marketing that they've done to our youth to do that, and at the cost of health is what I what I would say. Absolutely. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, go over to our commercial break. I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors of this first half hour, which is Breezy HVAC for all of your needs with uh, heating and cooling. Well, now that we're into fall, it'd be perfect for your heating needs right now. And then Odmo's Pizza. I know we're talking about nutrition, so you get that cauliflower crust. <laughs> they do have some really good pizzas that are healthy. They really do, actually. Their they artichoke have some 30% one is really good, too. too. <laughs> they have some what? The 30%. Oh. They have some of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> the naughty ones. <laughs> all right, we'll be back, you guys. One second. One second. 